Now that's a good cup of coffee. Now listen. I am drinking a French roast with some powdered cream. I know that's what you want to know. I know you need to know what I'm drinking because I make the best coffee of all time on the greatest podcast segment of all time, Coffee Talk. You know, I won so, so many Oscars for my illustrious Coffee Talk that I still have a handprint of Will Smith's hand in my face because he was so mad. He was so angry that I won so, so many Oscars in just one night. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody's, nobody's mentioning that Coffee Talk host, the greatest podcast host of all time, Dean Walker, was slapped in the face by the Will Smith. No, 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 no. It's all just about Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock got hit. Oh, Chris Rock this and that. What about me? Huh? What about Dean? I was there that night. I got slapped not once but twice in the face. I got slapped because I have the greatest segment in the entire podcasting game. You have ASMR queens and kings of the world trying to emulate what Coffee Talk does. Trying to be Dean Walker. They they sit there and they, they, they spend hours in your local grocery store. Hours in the coffee aisle just trying to find the best cup of coffee. They sip all they sip them all. They try them all. They buy other creams. They just buy milk. Sometimes they buy soy milk. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. What matters is that I made it. What matters is that Dean Walker made his cup of coffee. Because Dean Walker is not just a barista. Dean Walker is not just the greatest podcaster of all time. Dean Walker's coffee, now that's, <laughs> now that's something different, okay? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take one long extra sip for all of the Coffee Talk fans. So grab your cup of coffee. Grab them. Go ahead. Grab your cup of coffee, whether it's a mug, a cup, a glass, a traveling mug. I don't care. Even grab the paper ones. Go ahead. I don't care. Grab your cup of coffee now. Go ahead. Raise a toast to Coffee Talk. Now let's take a sip. Now that's some good shit. That's some good coffee. 
And welcome back to Wednesday Night Walker. Did you enjoy Coffee Talk? I know I did. <laughs> Jeez, that is probably the weirdest segment that I have ever, 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 ever filmed. But um, hope you enjoyed it, huh? Did you guys grab a cup of coffee too? Did you did you take a sip alongside Dean, huh? Anyway, let's move on. Let's let's move on to the actual podcast. So, in today's episode, huh? We are going to be talking about my training journal. What is it? Day four? Day four, Thursday, September 14th of 2017. Crazy shit. This one is titled Bump After Bump After Bump. So if you were here for last week's episode, it was about me taking my first bump in the ring. I think maybe just the, the day prior to this event. Um... And it went well, I think. It, it, was, uh, it wasn't It was hard. It wasn't difficult. It just, uh, the first bump shocked me a little bit. And I, you know, got back up, got back into it. And uh, it was no big deal. So um, that was last week. But I was going over what I'm going to talk about today. And I was looking, because I have a couple things written down. And I don't know. I kind of want to talk about the, the sleep paralysis issue that I had. Um, hopefully it won't come back, but I had it for quite a few years. Um, and, uh, some, some weird supernatural shit that went with it. Um, is it real? Is it fake? What the fuck is it? Um, weird shit that went on. So, uh, crazy, crazy supernatural things coming after Dean Walker. I know, very, very sad. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about my training journal. Uh, if you just if you just want to stick through it for maybe a, a minute or so longer so we can hear one of our sponsors and then we'll get right back into the episode. Hey, it's Prime Custom Renovations, everyone. Uh, Prime Custom Renovations is a fast-growing interior and exterior remodeling company in Illinois and Wisconsin. Are you looking to replace your roof? Maybe you have a small leak in your home or would like to just renovate your kitchen or bathroom? The possibilities are endless with Prime Custom Renovations. If you are looking to renovate your home or business but live out of state, now, depending on the size of the job, Prime Custom Renovations can fly out directly to you. You can reach them at pcrenovations2021 at gmail.com or text or call 224-908-8626 and use code WALKER, W-A-L-K-E-R to get an exclusive personal offer off of your project. So about 2015, I think that's the year that a lot of weird things started happening. Um, it started when I was just a little kid, you know, I would have these weird, you know, paranormal experiences, all that kind of stuff. But I think we all go through at least something because the brain will play a trick on us or we'll see a shadow that represents something else, but it you know, in our heads, we thought it was, um, you know, like a ghost or a, or a person trying to break in or a monster under our bed. And we all, we all 
used to have this very vast um, imagination that we would see or hear things that weren't actually there. So yeah, maybe, you know, that's, that, that could be it. But do I think that's the case? I don't know. It, it could be, or like I said, could just be our imagination. So, so bear with me in this story. I'm not saying aliens are real, ghosts are real, uh, all these things are real. I'm just saying what I experienced because I myself, I'm not actually sure if I believe it or not. But uh, anyway, let's just uh, preface the story. So when I was a kid, um, I would have these weird feelings or weird dreams or, you know, the hair on my neck would stand up and I would feel like somebody was there, all that kind of stuff. And I lived in a nice home. It wasn't a bad home, but it was an old home. It was very old. Um, I think it was made in the um, maybe 30s or 20s or just something like that. And, uh, you know, which uh, there's a lot older homes, but I'm talking like residential, like neighborhood homes that are not... um, and like a like a very old like downtown area those are those are very old but i'm talking like like a residential um but you know i i would tell my parents like oh i feel like i had a very strange dream and it felt very real to me and or i would you know just be having these weird moments where i felt like somebody was standing right behind me and i could hear someone you know and or 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 i heard my name but it wasn't anyone in my house or I would hear somebody walking upstairs, but nobody was home. And I remember telling my parents about this and they, they were, they would tell me, you know, we had the, the, the ones who built my house, uh, I guess the guy who built it, um, passed away by suicide or something like that. Um, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's that that weirded me out because it kind of fueled the fire of my imagination as a kid. So I, I don't know. That was a very odd house. I would have my friends over and they would feel the same before I even tell them anything. Uh, and then I would, you know, they would feel weird and I would tell them the stories and they'd go, oh, <laughs> um, I, re- I remember one time uh, I was I was a kid. And I was trying to go to sleep, and I felt very, very weird that night. Um, and I, would, I, I left like a lamp on. I needed some light. I always needed a TV on because I always felt like somebody was there. And I was, um, I just fell asleep, and I felt like something woke me up, and I jumped out of bed. Right, I run downstairs because I'm scared, and uh, my family were, they were still awake. They were just hanging out in the living room, and they were like, "Hey." Uh, what was all that noise? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I and I was thinking maybe it's because I ran down the stairs. So I said, is it because I ran down the stairs? Is it, you know, what, what noise are you talking about? And they, they said something like, we heard you running in circles in your room just a few minutes ago. And I said, no, something woke me up. And that fucked me up, right? I I mean, it, it like, I, it, it, I still get chills about it because it's so, it's such a small story, but it's, it's something I can't explain. And I wish I could remember a lot more at the moment. And if I do, I'll mention it later. But a lot of those type of things happened uh, often in that house. 
So I always had very weird experiences happen. And I moved into a new home a couple years later. And I was about, I think I might have just turned 13. Um, So in that home, not too many weird things were happening. It was a new house. It was a new build. Um, We were the first ones, only ones there. The land that it was built on was not an ancient burial ground, (laughs) nothing like that. It was just, uh, it was just a normal house, right? So the, the weird shit that started happening there, it it was my, uh, it was more of like my sleep, sleep paralysis type of shit. Um, and so not to get, not to get too into detail, not to get too upset, not to, you know, make everything so serious, but, um, my sister passed away in 2015 and it, this all happened before she passed away, but I had a lot of weird shit that happened afterwards too, that kind of, I don't know, kind of resembled it a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure, but, um, like, like I said, it could all be in my head. Maybe I was like subconsciously under a lot of stress because of it or, you know, thinking about it too often and weird things would happen. I'm not saying it, you know, I'm not saying uh, I'm going to throw out science. I'm going to throw out um, just all the general knowledge that we know and just make the, the ghost stories, you know, accurate, right? I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just talking about what happened. But so in, I think... It was the summer of 2015, and she she passed away in in the, in the fall of 2015, I believe. Um, but in the summer, I was staying at my buddy's house because we were gonna go to the skate park in the morning. Uh, we did that very often. I was driving at the time. I think I was, I just turned 16 a couple months before that, and I just got my license, so I was driving. We were, I went to go stay at his house. We stayed in his uh. He has like a finished basement, so it has like couches and TVs, and um, you know it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like an old, creepy basement. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't anything like that. It was a nice basement, nice house, and we were over there to hang out and go to the skate park early in the morning because we were super into skateboarding uh, from like eleven to sixteen years old. So that was the plan, and uh, so it was like four four to five in the morning, whenever the sun would rise in the morning, in the summer, because I could see like sunlight, like it looked like early morning and it wasn't super bright, but it was not dark anymore. So, um, I'm lying down on the couch and I'm like on my back, which is supposedly like the worst placement to be for sleep paralysis that I've learned later on. But I was lying down on my back and I I feel like I fell asleep, right? But then I felt like something woke me up and I opened my eyes and in the corner of the room, um, down the hallway, like towards the doorway in the basement, in the corner of that room, I'm getting freaked out just talking about it. Um, <laughs> In the corner of that room was an an old woman. She was she was dressed in all black. 
I'm, lo- I'm looking over my shoulder right now as I'm talking about this because it's it's one of the worst things that fucking happened. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So she was wearing all black and it was kind of like a laced black, like uh, like a widow. She looked like a widow and uh, she had white hair. She had makeup running down her face. A very, very old woman. And it was like 1800s wear, all that typical ghost shit. Um, I have goosebumps all down my arm, by the way. The story fucks me up. Um, I'm not a fan of it, <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to share it. All right, all right. So, so yeah, she was, uh, she was heading towards me. And she was staring directly into my eyes and she was walking towards me. And when she when she got to the foot of the couch, right where my right where my feet were, um I started to kind of like wake up, so to speak. I don't know if it's like I said, he I'll explain what sleep paralysis is later if you don't know too much about it. But I felt awake. I could see the room just as it was right before I closed my eyes. Because I felt like I wasn't really asleep. I felt like I was asleep for maybe a minute. If that. It's one of those things where you close your eyes and you know, wake up real quick. And you look around and you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm, I'm I'm, starting to, you know, fall asleep on the couch. I'm going to go to bed. That kind of thing. Um, And so I. I can see my friend. He is to the left of me, and he's on the other couch, and he's dead asleep. He's been asleep for a few hours. But I try to I try to call for him. I try to reach out to him. I try to yell for him, but I can't. Like, I can't move. I can barely move. I can barely see him because I couldn't move my head. All I could move were my eyes. That's it. And so I, I looked at him and I tried yelling for his fucking name. I tried screaming for it. I was freaking out. I tried moving and I couldn't. And when she got closer and closer and closer, and like I said, when she got to the foot of the bed, I mean, on the couch, I woke up. It was gone. She was gone. Everything was like back to normal. I stood up. I, I shook my friend awake and I said, what the fuck is going on? What is wrong with your fucking house? Because I've been to his house since I was a little kid. This is not new. This is not the first time. I've been there many, many times before that. We were we've been friends since first grade. You know. I can hear my house creaking, <laughs> like settling, you know? And it's freaking me the fuck out. I have to keep looking around. I do not like telling the story at all. I try not to. Um but it was it was a very, very odd experience, and so we went to his big brother because my friend was freaked the fuck out too. We went to his big brother and we were like, Hey, um, you know, you know, he's like, Hey, Jeff is having these issues. We don't know what's going on. And, um, so his brother was like, it sounds like sleep paralysis. And I was like, I've never fucking heard of that. So what, what the fuck is that? And he's like, well, it's, it's this thing to where you're in between, your sleep and uh, when you're in between sleep, you're kind of dreaming, but you're still awake. And it's just, it's a weird phenomenon that happens. And I said, okay. 
so I researched it and basically so when you hit REM sleep I by and I'm not I'm not a fucking you know sleep expert so just take it with a grain of salt but when you sleep you go through cycles and when you hit REM sleep that's when you kind of start really getting your sleep in like that's when it really hits you start dreaming all that kind of shit and typically it takes a couple hours but if you're up as late as I was it could take you know a couple minutes and so it took a while and um, it took a while for me to kind of figure out what the hell was going on but basically so you I don't I don't know how to explain it too well but your body paralyzes itself when you're dreaming. So when you hit REM sleep, you can't move because you your body does not want to um, recreate like your movements in your dream into real life because then you'd be punching things and hitting things and all that kind of stuff. And that happens once in a while and it'll wake you up or like sleepwalkers, right? I feel like that they don't have like that um, paralysis when they sleep sometimes. I don't know if that's correlated. It just makes sense to me. So maybe that's how that happens for sleepwalking. Because they, you know, they recreate their dreams in real life as they're doing it. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but, but you're, you're paralyzed and you're sleeping. But something about trans, transferring into that, that sleep stage that dream stage, you you accidentally wake up, but you're still dreaming. It's like it's just, it's like a glitch, right? It's like this weird glitch that happens every so often to people, and um, it's it's scientific, right? It's not scary. It's nothing supernatural. And I was just like, okay, cool. So I just uh, need to lay off the caffeine before bed. Need to not stay up too late at a sleepover, right? Like that's that's cool. Um, but I couldn't get that fucking image out of my head. And so I did research and I looked up old woman sleep paralysis. If you look it up, go ahead and Google search it. Go ahead. But one of the first images that pops up, it's this woman with like black, what is it? Maybe mascara, black makeup, something running down her face. She's very old and she's very close to the image, to the camera. And it's like a recreation of what you would call the old hag, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's way too odd that many people have seen the same person. So, you know, a part of me started believing in the whole supernatural aspect of it because how can we see the same exact old woman right who is she what does she want type of deal um it's very creepy uh it's it's one of the weirdest fucking things that ever happened so this was not my only experience with it i've actually had a lot worse that happened later on um there's one big one that i'll mention in a second but just to go through the next few years that this was going on it wasn't every night but it was it was often um, I would have these, these not, I've never seen that woman again. That's just the first time and the only time. And that's it. But I saw shadows, which is the shadow people that happens too. but that's 
way more easy for the brain to create so i'm not super into that theory but i saw a lot of shadows i heard a lot of people like in my um in my room or movement or just that feeling that someone's behind you type of uh deal to where i had sleep paralysis and i was maybe facing my wall like i was on my uh on the side you know i was laying on my side facing the wall and i couldn't hear anybody I mean, sorry, I couldn't see anybody, but I could hear them. I had a lot of those, and I, but I've never seen the old hag again, and I don't want to. <laughs> I refuse to. Um, I, I hope that never happens again. Uh, but uh, so the reason why I brought up my sister passing away is because in that time period when I've had the sleep paralysis, she ended up passing away just a few months afterward. And... The reason I feel like it's kind of correlated a little bit is just because of the timeline to where I had a lot of supernatural things happen to me. And I wasn't ever close to my sister. She she was my mom's, you know, first kid. I was my mom's last kid. She was moved out before I was even born. So she kind of just visited during the holidays. And she was always important to me. She's my sister. She's my family. But she wasn't somebody I lived with every day. She wasn't somebody I saw every day. She was just kind of like a cousin if she felt like a cousin you know i was not in a very big emotional distress when she passed away i cared a lot don't get me wrong i cared very very much it's just she was going through a lot of things uh, a lot of a lot of uh, illness a lot of addictions a lot of a lot of issues and we didn't know how long she would be around it was kind of like a it's it's kind of like we knew but we just didn't want to believe it, you know, until it happened. But um, I was just, I was kind of trying to be strong for my mom or for my other siblings who actually grew up with her very closely. And I was just trying to be as strong as I could. It was sad. I miss her every day. But but I was probably the, the strongest in the family emotional-wise, right? And she passed away in, I think, October, right, of 2015. And uh, I remember going downstairs into the to the pantry in the, uh, in the kitchen, and I just wanted a late-night snack, as I did every day, right? Because I was about 16, so, you know, just eating all night, hanging out. Uh, and I was in the pantry and I was reaching for something and I was trying to find food and I felt this really loud blow into my ears like somebody blew like directly into my ears as hard as they could right it's not something to where it's like a gust of wind or 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 chills and then you feel cold nothing like that like it was and I can't recreate it because the mic would go crazy but somebody blowing hard as fuck into your face and into your ear right it was right on my left side of the cheek, right by the doorway. And I said, I, I jumped, right? I, cause why wouldn't you? And I, and I wasn't scared because that's a, that's a thing that a human will do. It's not a ghost thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like I said, it's not like the chills or, or a creepy feeling. It's somebody blowing in your face as hard as they could. Right. And so I leave the pantry and I look around and this was late at night. I was one of the only ones who always stayed up late to, to snack and hang out because I was the youngest. And nobody was there. 
I ran around the whole entire level um, of the floor. I didn't go up or downstairs because I would have heard them, you know. So I, I ran around the whole fucking room and I'm like, hey, 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 who, who the fuck? I thought it was maybe my older sister or anything like that. But I'm like, that's odd. Like, why the fuck would they do that? And I walked around everywhere. Couldn't see anybody. I didn't eat. I was freaked out. I went upstairs and I just slept with the light on, right? And in the morning, I mentioned to my family, I'm like, or, or the next day, whenever, right? I mentioned to them, I'm like, yeah, this happened. And I explained that. And my mom just started kind of crying. I mean, she was already emotional because my sister, but she started like tearing up and she got like freaked out. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why, why are you <laughs> acting out like this? And it, it scared me even more. And she's like, your sister did that all the time as a kid and growing up. She she thought it was the funniest thing to, to blow in someone's face. And uh, I didn't know what to think. I mean, I've always had weird experiences. And I, at the time, having weird sleep paralysis shit going on and just... I've always had weird things happen. But not like that, you know, like nothing nothing like that so having someone say oh yeah well you know that's what she used to do so maybe she was just trying to you know say hi or see you and say goodbye or something like that I was like oh my god you know like that's I was I was a little scared about it you know of course but I guess it was comforting a little bit I, I just, I know a lot of theories of like, don't trust, um, when you see a loved one as a ghost or something like that, cause it could be, you know, a demon and they're just trying to lure you in and make you believe. And I, 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 I know those theories, right? So I'm like, eh, I'm not too, uh, not too keen to this idea, but I'll just keep it in my back pocket. I'll leave it as is. And I'm just going to move the fuck on because there's nothing else I can do about it. And it hasn't happened ever since. Like I said, this was back in 2015. So it was a minute ago. And uh, I don't know. I didn't know what to think about it. I, st I, I don't think I still do. But all that kind of shit that was happening during that, you know, sleep paralysis era. So, um... That was that was odd. It was a weird time. Um, emotional. It was a little emotional. I was trying to ignore that part, you know, being a teenager, right? Just try not to have any feelings. But um, you can't deny that that's not strange, right? Um, so I still don't know exactly what to think about that kind of shit. Just uh, like I said, I had to move on from it. It happened. Um, but anyway, when I... When I got, you know, the the next couple of years as I get older, I move on to, you know, that's when I start going to train. I moved to Davenport. I moved back home. I went to, you know, live in an apartment, uh, you know, in the same areas where I grew up and just all that kind of stuff. And during that time period, I would have the sleep paralysis once every so often. But the weirdest thing that ever happened to me was back in uh, 2019. I think it was 2019, or it could have been 18, but I, it might have been 19. One of, one of the two. I didn't have sleep paralysis too, too often. 
before that, like, it just, like, those things happened. I had it a couple times where I felt kind of weird or maybe saw a little bit of something, but the, the majority of it was kind of just, like, it didn't happen often. It was kind of over. I didn't think about it anymore. I moved on from it. And I went to sleep one night, and uh, I woke up, and I couldn't move, and I instantly, I was like, oh, fuck, you know, and uh, I'm like, oh, man, this is happening again, can't, can't wait, right, buckle up for the ride, and so I'm just lying down, and I'm on my side, and I'm facing my, my girlfriend, who's sleeping, and I, I try, like I did before, I try to yell for her to wake up, because I want her to get me the fuck up, right, and I'm like, I'm slightly moving, from what she said, she could tell I was slightly moving, because she was, she was starting to wake up at the end of it, and I was like, slightly moving, I wasn't, I was doing enough to wake her up, but I, I couldn't like, physically like, get up and talk and move around and all that kind of shit, but I was kind of like, like shaking, like it looked like I was having a seizure because I was just trying to move as much as I can and I couldn't and it, I was freaking the fuck out and it looked kind of like I was twitching and uh, as this was happening, I heard somebody come into the room and he was getting closer and he was getting closer and he, and he whispered into my ear, he said, uh, fuck, I can't remember exactly, he he said something like, like, come with me. And he got closer and he kept saying, come with me. Or, uh, or, it was, it was something, something fucking strange, right? And I couldn't see who the fuck was it, but I felt like I saw the shadow. Like somebody's like whispering into my ear and you can kind of see a figure behind you. You know what I'm saying? Like out of your uh, peripherals. And, this dude was like, you know, telling me to come with him and let's go, get up, move, come on. And he just kept yelling and yelling and it kept getting louder and louder and louder into my ear. And I kept looking at my girlfriend and she didn't fucking move. She didn't hear anything. She didn't, she was still asleep. And it just got, it's, it got so fucking loud. And he said something like, come with me to hell or you're going to hell or we're going to hell together something it was something like he was bringing me down to hell with him right and it was the the i think i think that topped the old woman thing because somebody was literally audibly yelling to go to hell with them right like the devil was coming to take me type of type of deal um Oh, here comes the chills again. Ah, Jesus. But, yeah, creepy shit. Um, I'm trying to downplay it as much as I can because I don't want to get into it again. But, uh, yeah, bad stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't mind it too much. It happened. I moved on from it. I got over it. I don't, do I want it to happen again? Fuck no. Right? But I, you know, I'm here. I'm still doing my thing. (laughs) Um, so I guess, I don't know, this one was, I was more apprehensive about getting into it, but um, basically I, 
I've always had a weird thing about religion, and I never knew if I should believe it or not. And I went, I've gone to church many, many times. Growing up a lot, it was mostly for holidays or Christmas mostly. And, uh, but it was always around the house. Like my mom's always been religious and she always tried to teach me about it. And she gave me like, you know, necklaces with crosses on them as a kid and just kind of, you know, uh, I had a, I think a cross in my room at the old, um, at my old house when I was a kid. And I, I knew about it, right? Uh, the, the Christianity and all that kind of shit. And um, as I got older, I started to just get away from it. I didn't believe it. I hated it. Uh, I would tell my mom, you know, if God's real, I don't want to be with him because I don't believe in the shit he does. I felt I just I was a I was going through a lot as a kid, um, as a teenager, especially with, you know, the, the depression and all that kind of shit that I've mentioned slightly before I think in the first episode I mentioned it a lot when I talked about the life of Dean Walker and all that kind of stuff but um yeah I don't know it's just I was going through a lot and uh the way that God was represented didn't make sense to me why is there so much bad things going on why this why that all the typical why do I believe in this type of thing that a lot of people go through uh, with, with God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff, right? And so I start researching, like, who is Satan? Who's, who, you know, who is he, right? Um, and I don't know, it, it was just like, a, like a, the I got into the whole, like, I, I wasn't a Satanist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like they... I read both sides of the story. Because it, to to try to make up my mind, to try to just learn as much of this as I can, I can't just have it one-sided. I had to learn about Lucifer and why he fell and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't know, I... I got into all these like Satanist groups that were talking about like, you know, God is the one who's wrong and that's why there's so much evil in the world and Satan was, or, or sorry, Lucifer or whatever you want to call him was trying to, um, trying to help warn everybody and that's why he fell because he didn't believe in that and he didn't want to go through with what God wanted and it was a lot of like what a rebellious teenager would agree with what a lot of people would agree with, I guess, because there was a lot of Satanist groups out there. Um, and, you know, as a as a teenager, I started to actually believe that. You know, I, I wasn't like a full-fledged, I'm going to church, to a Satanist church and all that kind of stuff, but I was like, you know, it intrigued me a lot more because it made more sense. It just seems a lot more logical. So... I kind of like, I was on the fence about it, and this was when I was, um, you know, like 17 to, to 19, I would say, um, age-wise, and, uh, you know, I've thought about it a little bit beforehand, but that's when I really started to think about it, and I was like, man, I think this is actually how it goes. I think that's, it makes sense, Right. And when I started to believe in that a lot more, that's when a lot of things were going right. You know, like, I got accepted to train when their class was full, but, you know, Seth Rollins wanted to take me in anyway, and I was doing really good, and I felt like I was on top of the world, and I felt like I could be the next 
a big, great professional wrestler, right? And I was so happy about it. And my life was just, my life was just going good. And I started to, you know, kind of get that out of my life, disbelieve it. I was going more back into Christianity and kind of just, I don't know, believing in that a lot more. And that's when everything started going wrong, right? Like, that's when I started having the that sleep paralysis of um, the guy saying, you know, it's time to go to hell with me and that kind of shit. So, and that's when I, like, my neck started to act up because I hurt my neck in training, but, like, it just went away and I just, it just, I just moved on. But, like, I started having issues with it and I started having these migraines every day that I still do and I probably have a bad, you know, something in my neck or all these I broke my leg I broke my leg right before I was about to go back into the uh into the ring and um just so many bad things were happening to me when I said yeah I don't think that whole Satan thing is real and then that's when I had that sleep paralysis so that was the little backstory to that but that sleep paralysis where I had the guy yelling in my ear was when I was trying to get that out of my life, get that out of my head. I wasn't like worshiping anything. I wasn't doing anything, but I mean, audibly I said many times, I think that's the way to go. I think that sounds right because it just made sense from the facts and the information that I read on my own. It made sense, right? And it wasn't anything evil. Like, Oh, I want to be a bad person. It was like these groups where they're like, yeah, we're really good people. We give to charity, but when we do good things, it's not because we believe that God is going to take us to heaven. It's just because we want to be good people. And it made sense because they made believing in God seem selfish that you want to do good things to get into heaven and all these, like it made a lot of sense. And it was, I don't know, it could sound fucked up to some of you, but to me back then it made sense. And, uh, you know, I want to be a great person, but I thought, I thought the same thing. Like I'm not doing this to get brownie points so I can, you know, look good in front of God at the, at the gates when I die. Right. It's just, it just, it, it rubbed me the wrong way and I'm still a little bit, you know, apprehensive to get back into religion. So that's why I've just kind of been taking a break, um, ever since all this happened. But, um, but yeah, so that, that night happened, and it was probably the worst fucking night I've had, um, but uh, I think that's the reason why. It's because what if I was trying to disprove the whole Satan thing, but like, did I sell my soul already? You know, what if he is the bad guy and I sold my soul type deal? And uh, it was too late. And he was, he or somebody was coming to, to get me, right? So I don't know. These things were not in my head during the fact. Because then I would think, oh, yeah, you were just dreaming it, right? Like, it was in your head. It wasn't even a subconscious thought. Like, I, I was actually kind of content with believing in that at the time, like I said. And uh, I don't know. After the fact, that's when I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and I started to think about it. And I was like, you know, my life was going great. Everything was going because, you know, like he, you know, promises you things or does things for you and then takes your soul. Right. So I was thinking, okay, I already got my shot. I got tricked and now he's, you know, taking me with him. Right. 
if you believe in all that kind of stuff, which I'm like I said, I don't know if I believe in anything at all, supernatural or, or religion or, or that kind of stuff. I'm I'm very on the fence, but you can't say what happened is not just odd. You know what I'm saying? Like too many weird things were adding up, and a lot of just very just it was it was a very strange um, couple years of my life, but. Yeah, that is my uh, sleep paralysis story. So if you guys have any, or you want me to talk a little bit more about it, you can always reach us on our socials or our email. Uh, you can send in you know, DMs, or you can even email me your stories if you have any, and I can always read them out loud on the podcast, um, probably on Wednesday nights. But uh, yeah, very, very weird shit. Very, very odd. Um, I, I hope this happens to to nobody. I wouldn't want to wish this on my worst enemy. Like it's the worst thing I've gone through. And is it real? I don't know. Is it odd that it it's something that a lot of people go through the same exact thing it, that makes it seem a little real, you know? They see the same woman, they hear the same things. I don't know. I have no idea. All right, let's move into my training journal. We are on Thursday, September 14th, 2017. It is night four of training. And this one titles Bump After Bump After Bump. So let's see what this one says. I said, man, I felt sick today. The past couple days, I felt like I've had the flu. But I don't have any time to be sick, so I just keep pushing myself because I don't want to miss any classes because I don't want to look bad, so I suck it up. After I woke up at 11am, I did my second CrossFit class of the week at 12 noon. Wow, I woke up at 11? Life of a wrestler, huh? Just uh, up all night, sleep all morning, It's usually how it goes. Uh, since they're about an hour long, I got out at about one and then had the rest of the time to rest because I had to go back for my last day of training for the week around 6 p.m. I debated so much if I was going to go tonight or not because, you know, when I got there at six, there was about 30 minutes till class started. And while I was waiting, I went shit four times. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that great. Um, I felt so sick, but I had to suck it up because I didn't want to miss anything. And I don't know what would happen if I did. So uh, we started the class with our warm up, which included kettlebell swings, push ups, running, all that kind of stuff. Um, we did our normal uh, warm-ups in the rings, which were like rolls, bumps. We did that every single morning before class started. Well, not every morning. Sorry, it started at like 6 p.m. But um, every every uh, warm-up before training, we always did like rolls, bumps, uh, took a run, uh, did some mini workouts and all that kind of shit. Just kind of got your body ready. Um, I did get in the ring with Seth and whenever he hit me, I had to take a bump, which was pretty cool. And he thought I did a good job. So that was a cool experience. Uh, the majority of class today was just a huge drill. Uh, one person would stay in the ring and we would just keep taking, uh, bumps. We would, we would run into the ring, slide under the rope. They would do something. We would take a bump. We'd roll out of the ring after a two count pin 
and uh, we just keep going. So the person in the ring would do a lot of um, takedowns, quick pins, kick out at two, and then the person who would be running into the ring, we would, you know, kind of practice our running into the ring, you know, like like the, like picture what Edge does, right? We'd slide into the ring, you know, get uh, taken down to hit a bump, uh, get pinned, roll out and just keep on going. It was a big, big, huge fucking cardio thing. It was tough. It was a lot of fucking work. Um, We were all just, we had the shit kicked out of us. Um, Let's see here. There was about 10 of us and we had to get taken down or take the person down four times each. So if you were taking somebody down, you had to do that like, what? what is that, 40 times, right? Jesus. Yeah, it, it was a lot of shit. Um, I said my back was fine, but I felt like I got some whiplash. Um, we had a bit of time after this, so from there we just worked out, did more on, you know, bikes, dumbbells over our heads, and just kind of doing a little CrossFit. Um, after class at 10, we had to stay about 30 or extra minutes late to clean up because it was the end of the week. That's what we did every, um, was this Thursday night? I think our class was Tuesday through Thursday. Yep. So every Thursday we would take down the ring. We would clean everything, uh, the floor underneath where the ring was, everything around it, the equipment. Um, I'm getting along with everyone and there was a lot of people who asked me to move into their place with them, but I was like, oh no, I'm traveling with my girlfriend. So, you know, uh, they're like, oh, that's cool, man. But if you ever need a place to stay, we'd love to have you. And I was like, cool, that's, that's great. So I got along with them there. That class was always great. Um, I still miss talking to them still. They were, they were always cool. Uh, they were great people to train with. They, they were a bunch of good guys. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, Let's see where I'm at. And a ton of them looked up to me because I did sort of the best so far and was even called the favorite. Oh, and did I forget to mention when Seth Rollins told me I had the best body in the class? <laughs> so that was that was cool. He, he got me. Um, even though I felt like an absolute piece of shit that day with um, trying not to puke, using the bathroom like fucking a thousand times that night, I guess I did pretty well and kicked my ass uh, and got my ass kicked pretty well today too. So it all went well, it all worked out. Um, so that was my, that was my training. So when you go into be a professional wrestler and you're looking to train, I still promote, uh, the black and brave Academy. If you want to get trained by Seth Rollins, I, I promote the fuck out of them. That is one of the greatest schools you can go to. They'll learn, um, they'll try to teach you, uh, in ring psychology, we watch matches. They'll have guests a lot. Um, I think we had like Ryback at our show. We had um, Jimmy Jacobs. We had um, uh, who was that? Was it uh, Joey Mercury? I think a little bit before that. And um, they, I think, in this month, I think they have they have uh, some guests that I can't remember. I don't know. They have they have a lot of people now. Becky Lynch, of course, because at the time he wasn't with her. But um, you know, 
he's with her now. They're married. They have a family, all that kind of stuff. She likes to train with them there a little bit. So you'll, you know, be, you'll be around Becky. You'll be around a lot of people to give you really real good information and, uh, some tips some pointers and, uh, you got to make connections, man. Uh, the wrestling world is, you know, built on hard work and, uh, dedication and connections. <laughs> so you're like a businessman. You got to sell yourself. You got to promote yourself. You got to make a lot of handshakes and, uh, deals and, uh, happy selfies and, compliments you just got to be as respectful as you can you got to be very outgoing and be a good person you can't be a piece of shit um i think being a piece of shit only works for you if you're already a legend and you get signed anyway because the crowd wants to see you and it's like well we got to work with him i know he's a piece of shit but the crowd loves him so but that's the only time you can be a real piece of shit other than that you just got to be respectful you got to be the best you can be and uh yeah, I don't know. Training was uh, training was fun. Training was difficult. It kicked my ass. I still feel the side effects of the pro wrestling business in my neck, but uh, it's what I love to do. So I can't I can't get away from it, no matter how hard I try. And the pandemic, after I broke my leg and hurt my neck, the pandemic was another obstacle where it was like we're gonna take you even further away from the ring and here comes the podcast, right? Everything happens for a reason. The, the fucking, the wrestling world is, is massive. You can always be doing something. If you can't get in the ring right at the moment, do a podcast, do YouTube videos, maybe do promos on a video and post them. Do something. You have to do something. Don't do nothing. So, uh, that's my advice. But, um, yeah, Mania Weekend just happened, so that was pretty cool. I'm super worn out. I tried making this podcast as interesting and fun and uh, different, diverse as I can uh, for Wednesday nights, but uh, Wednesday night, it's an added episode. It's an added. We did not plan on doing Wednesday nights. It kind of just happened uh, because I, I was shooting my Life of Dean Walker episode, and that got like three times more of the views than um, our podcast following. So I was like, I feel like I should probably keep it up, right? So every Wednesday I shoot an episode about me, talk about shit, do things, because people people listen to it. I don't know why. I'm not that cool, but uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I guess the Reaper has some fans out there, right? Right? Kind of? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, I think that about does it. I think that wraps out the podcast, huh? I think that wraps it up. I don't know. Is there anything else I want to talk about? I know I know Mania was there was a lot going on. I was very quiet this weekend. If you listen to night one and night two of WrestleMania, I was real quiet. I you know, I, I said what matches happened, I gave maybe a sentence or two of an opinion and I moved on and had the guys take over. I I think while they were talking, my eyes were closed. <laughs> I couldn't keep them open. Um I was always a night owl. I mean, I'm used to like I said, all these training all the trainings that I talked about were after 6 p.m. at night and that was like because I woke up at like noon that shit wasn't that big of a deal you know it was like waking up early in the morning and having like a workout at maybe 12 noon right it's not that big of a deal um and I would stay up all night I hated the daytime I was like a fucking satanic vampire if (laughs) I was a troubled kid um still kind of am 
a little bit. Uh, I, I still love the night. I have a moon tattoo, actually. I have the cycle of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven moons. I have a full moon, and then the rest surrounding are the cycles. So I even have that. I just I just like the nighttime, man. It's, uh, I feel like I'm happier. I can, I can think. It's relaxing. It's quiet. It's uh, sometimes creepy, sometimes ominous, sometimes it's just fun. I like it. Um, I feel like I'm more myself when the moon comes out. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Instead of the Reaper, maybe I should come up with like a like a wolf gimmick, huh? Is that too is that too stupid? I feel like that's too stupid. That you you have to draw a line somewhere. I'm not gonna be like the fucking. I'm not gonna come out like I'm not gonna have like a like a. Oh my god! Can you imagine if I had like a promo in the back? And like the backstage interview, we're like, oh, hey, Dean, how's it going? Uh, this and this and that. And how are you feeling tonight? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm doing good. And I look like uh, Alex Riley with the Letterman jacket. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I'm cool. And I'm like all clean cut, you know, nice haircut. Maybe like a, like a faded, long, long buzz cut with a little gel, you know. I just look like a, like a generic jock, right? And uh, <laughs> when I come out for my match... I have, like, fucking a hairy-ass body. I have long fucking fingernails. I have contacts. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, that's so fucking stupid. Oh, man. See, I I wouldn't mind being, like, kind of having, like, that Teen Wolf gimmick. Except I'm not going to come out in, uh, in, you know, a hairy Bigfoot-esque suit. But maybe, like, I can still have the nickname. I mean, I'm nicknamed the Reaper now. But I, I don't have a scythe and I don't fucking wear what the what a Grim Reaper would wear. It's just a nickname that kind of suits me. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe you'll see the, the Teen Wolf Dean Walker, huh? That's definitely not going to stick. Um, but it's, it's fun to think about shit like that. I, I love trying to create new gimmicks and new shit. Um, and I don't know. I knew I was going to wrap up, but I guess, uh, I guess I just started talking a little bit. Sorry about that. I hope you don't mind. Let me see. But, but anyway, you know, Mania weekend was super fucking long. Um, used to be a night owl, kind of not anymore because I work all day. So it's like I'm having like two jobs, plus I have to work out, keep consistent with the bodybuilding, got to look good in case, you know, I go back to the ring tomorrow. Who fucking knows? Uh, so I want to try to look the best I can, and then I have, you know, a house. I have a fucking uh, a dog who is needier than me. Um, I have a girlfriend. I have family to see. I have friends to talk to. I have, I have, I'm, I have like twenty thousand things I got to keep juggling over my head, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking work. So um, I was a little tired this weekend, but hopefully it was not bad. Uh, We got some viewership on it. It wasn't bad. I think we got more social media um, showing more than really anything. It was, we were popping a lot more on social media. By the way, if you can hear breathing behind me, that is my lovely dog that I was just talking about. She's just chilling. Anyway, um, I think that about wraps it up. I think that wraps up Wednesday night. So, uh, as we know, raise those fucking mugs up in the air loud and proud. And go ahead and take a sip of your coffee.
Hey, this is Dean. Uh, if you're listening to this, that means you've reached the end of the episode. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, if you want to help support us, leave a rating and a written review. It greatly helps us out. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media, it is at Marking Out Pod on Instagram or at Pod Marking Out on Twitter. Uh, I have a personal one. I don't use it too often. I'm not a really big social media guy, but if you want to follow me, I'm at 99 Dean Walker, where I'm trying my best to get better at posting, I promise. Uh, and then Cordell, who posts all the time, he is at Cordell Ponson on Instagram. Also, something new if you want to email us, we have an email. It is askmarkingout at gmail.com where you can have your email read out loud on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Um, and just thank you guys again for checking us out. I greatly, uh, greatly appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We have Marking Out every Sunday at 7 a.m. Bright and early, ready for you guys to listen to it. Or Wednesday Night Walker with myself on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. where I kind of take a deep dive into my life, my training with Seth Rollins and more. Uh, I'll maybe have a guest on or fun stories or just cool stuff to talk about that is uh, maybe non-wrestling related as well. So uh, yeah, those are the two shows we got for now. But again, thank you guys for listening. And this is Dean Walker signing out.